With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number three of the Talking Blues podcast. We are an American Chelsea FC podcast. I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Josh and Peter. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. Uh, We're happy to be on, obviously, for episode number three of Talking Blues, going a little bit out of our schedule um, of the Tuesday episodes to bring us uh, or bring you listeners a Chelsea preview episode. Peter, how are you? I'm doing well. Let's get into it. All right, so we'll start with the kind of big news of uh, today when we're recording this. Edward Mendy, according to Fabrizio Romano, is a here we go, a.k.a. the deal is done. Um, so that's looking good for us. Uh, definitely a competition for Kepa there. Uh, coming in at around £20 million. Pounds. Uh, we don't know the exact figure yet. Um, we've talked about him multiple times on the show already, so we're not going to go more into it. Um, in other news, we had the numbers announced, um, some significant changes there. Um, Christian Pulisic gets the number 10 um, after Willian obviously going on a free transfer to Arsenal. That's a pretty significant number, obviously, um, being worn in the past by likes of Eden Hazard. Um, one other important number change, obviously, Hakim Ziyech will be taking 22 um, because of Christian Pulisic's move to the number 10. and. Kai Havertz has uh, taken Fakayo Tomori's number, and he is now going to be the number 29 on Chelsea. Um, nothing too big there. You guys have any thoughts on that? No, I, I, I'm fine with it. I think it's all good with me. Um, obviously, the number change is, is significant for Pulisic with Hazard wearing it and William wearing it before him, uh, and, and we'll see how long he keeps that number. And I mean, it's great. <laughs> he's also Captain American, so we're obviously all rooting for him, and he's a top guy on the Chelsea team that um, you know, we're all a big fan of. I mean, in my opinion, 
it's not that deep. It has it doesn't really matter. Obviously, you obviously love to see one of at least for Americans our favorite player on Chelsea just be able to have the number ten shirt, which is so significant in Chelsea culture. But like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, nothing too big coming out um, in terms of news for Chelsea besides the fact that we will be playing against Brighton um, on Monday. And it is very exciting Monday uh, afternoon if you're in the U.S. or Monday evening if you're in the U.K. Um, So we're just going to get into it and preview a little bit. Um, So first, let's talk about who we think is going to be playing in that game. Um, There's been a couple injuries coming out about who's not going to be playing. So we'll get into that when we're talking about our lineups. So first, let's um, start with the goalkeeper position. Who do you guys have starting against Brighton? Well, for me... I think, obviously, with Mendy not going to be able to complete a chance for get into training and get into the team already, I think we're just going to roll with Kepa for at least the first, uh, for the first week of the season. So I think both of you guys will not agree with this, and you know what? That's okay. Um, I actually have Willie Caballero starting <laughs> here against Brighton in their first game of the season. Um, I don't know where it goes from here. But it's obviously a significant game for for Frank, and he usually goes with Willie Caballero in these significant games. And it's the first game of the new season of the 2020-2021 Premier League season. And I think he's going to want to start right and uh, have Willie Caballero starting goal. Um, I'm going to go with Peter here. I think Kepa will be getting the start. I think Caballero um, might be an option there, but I don't think so. I think they're going to want to give Kepa another chance. Obviously, they brought in Mendy to compete with him, whether that means that he's actually going to compete or go out on loan. We'll have to see in the future. But I, I think, you know, new season, fresh start for Kepa. We got to see what he got, what he's got. Uh, so I think with that, we'll move on to the defenders. Um, oh, we didn't even go into the formation. So Let's do that first before we go into defenders. What do you think the formation will be for Chelsea? I'll start with Alex. I'm going to go with a 4-3-3. Um, I think eventually we're going to move more into a 4-2-3-1, but I think we'll be starting with a 4-3-3 on Monday. I agree with Alex. I think I think we'll play 4-3-3 with more attacking players, but as we get uh, as we progress throughout the season we'll try to change to a 4-2-3-1 because then that gives Havertz the option of going possibly playing out wide on the right because he's not really a winger he's more I would say he's more of like a mid um, a midfielder so that just give more options where we can play everyone and still and keep keep everyone happy give everyone game time make sure everyone's developing playing etc all right so good we all agree on that uh 4-3-3 for me as well and uh, so we'll start out with defense. Um, at right back, I'm going to have Aspidaqueta. And then center back, the two center backs I have, Rudiger and Zuma. Just like normal last season, what we really did for most games. And then at the left back, um, I don't have Chowell coming in just yet because we haven't really seen him train with the team. So sadly, I know we're all really not huge fans, but uh, I have Marcus Alonso there. Um, I'll go into my back line now. Um, starting on the right side, I have Reese James at the right back position. I have Rudiger and Zuma as my center backs, and I have Aspilicueta, um sliding over to the left side to play left back, like we've seen him do a couple times this season. I will go into mine now. I also think, like Alex, that Reese James will start at right back. Zuma and Rudiger will start at center back. But I don't personally. I don't think 
I, even though Frank said that Aspi is going to be able to play, I don't think he'll rush him back. Even Because I'm, I'm not sure how bad the injury is or if he's still feeling the effects of it. But I don't think we'll want to, in the first game of the season, risk anything. So I think Alonso will start over there, even though I much would rather have Aspi playing. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just go into my midfield now. Also, the three in the center... Obviously, how we usually play, we have two midfielders, kind of one holding, one box-to-box, and one attacking. I think we'll have Kante and Kovacic at the two, the six and the eight. And then I think at the 10, we're going to have Havertz. And I'm re- I just want to... Oh, I'm excited for that. I'm really, really, really excited for that. Um, For me, in my midfield, I actually agree um, with Peter. I have those exact same three players there. Uh, so yeah, we all we all agree. Um, I have the same thing. I have Kovacic, Conte, and then Havertz. All right. So now let's move on to the attack. Um, so I will start first on the left wing. I have a uh, Christian Pulisic coming back from that injury. I believe he will be starting for me. Um, on the right side, I have Mason Mount. Um, where we've seen him in that position a few times towards the end of the season. And I think he will be probably not as far wide as someone like Christian Pulisic, but we're going to have to see um, how he is used in that front three. And I expect Timo Werner, obviously, to start at striker. Um, obviously, Hakim Ziyech will not be starting because of his injury. And uh, uh, Tiago Silva also hasn't trained with the team yet. Uh, I think we mentioned that earlier. Um, Josh, you want to go now? All right, so for me, I was debating what to do in the left and right wing positions. It, it was kind of tough for me. Obviously, Timo Werner is my main striker, and I'm very excited to see him in that first game. Um, on the left side, I'm actually going to go Mason Mount. And then on the right side, um, I was debating whether to put Pulisic here or Hudson Adoy. But um, as Peter mentioned before we were recording, or I guess pre recording, whatever, um, that's the same thing. Um, he was telling me that. Hudson Adoy can play both, but last season he mainly played left wing. So I'm gonna go Christian Pulisic actually switch switches sides here, and he goes at right wing. So left wing Mason Mount, striker Timo Werner, and right wing Christian Pulisic. Well, for me, I like obviously at striker I'm gonna have Timo Werner, and then I kind of like Josh. I was debating what to do. Obviously, last season towards the end. We had Mount play on the right, Pulisic on the left. And like Josh was saying, we could have uh, Hudson Adore and Pulisic. They can play both sides. And I think, I don't know if Pulisic is going to be ready. And if we want to rush him back from that, especially because he's often doing those long sprints, hard sprints. So I think, honestly, I'm going to have Mount on the right and then Hudson Adore on the left. All right, so I think that is our complete starting 11 there. Um, I, I definitely see uh, Hudson Doy making a start in this game. I think it's very possible that they don't want to rush um, Pulisic back. Obviously, we have the first game against Brighton, who, you know, no offense, are quite a bit weaker side than us. Um, and then the week after that, we have Liverpool. So I think we will want to rest our players for that game, um, which I think we will want to compete in a lot. So. I believe that is about it. Do we have any other points we want to make? Um, looking at Brighton, we can talk about, you know, their defense obviously led by Lewis Dunk, who was a Chelsea target actually this summer, but obviously didn't work out with the addition of Thiago Silva. 
maybe still works out in the future. We have no idea. But do you see him, his matchup with uh, Timo Werner being an issue for uh, the number 11 on Chelsea? I, I'm not sure because I'm not, did he play in a friendly against them? Because if, if he did, then I would obviously have to say no because he obviously scored that goal. But he did play, but they ooh, they played a five at the back, so it's kind of hard. He Werner was kind of on his own there, I guess you could say, against three all three center backs. So I'm not really sure if they're gonna play that again. But I mean, it all the that's a friendly. Now it's the real thing. It depends on how quickly I uh, Werner gets set in and gets settled in the Premier League. I mean, if he plays like he did in the friendly, he'll be fine. But if he if he takes a while to settle in, I wouldn't be surprised if he, other people get uh, the better of him while he's still getting adjusted to it. I'm not really sure, but overall, I think I think we'll be fine. I don't think it's really something we need to really worry about. I think Werner's just so talented that it won't really affect anything. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, so, do you guys want to do our final score predictions before we finish up? Uh, let's start with Josh. All right, so I have some stuff beforehand just to talk about. Uh, so first I want to go into the last five games for each team. Um, starting out, we'll, we'll go Brighton first. They've had two draws, then a win, and then two draws again. That's been in all competition and friendlies. Then for Chelsea, draw, loss, loss, win, loss. Um, they obviously lost the FA Cup final to Arsenal and then lost to Bayern Munich in the Champions League as well. Um, but they didn't really have... They're new additions yet, <laughs> so this could be very different. Um, and then that, that, that's about it for me. Uh, if you want to talk about the last five games between Brighton and Chelsea, um, this will start in 2018. Chelsea won 2-1. Um, then April 2019, Chelsea won 3-0. September 2019, Chelsea won 2-0. Or 2-0. Um, and then January 1st, they drew. And then also August 29th, during that friendly, they also drew 1-1. Um, so now I'll go into my prediction. Um, I have Chelsea taking the win here, and they beat Brighton 2-0. Uh, I have Chelsea getting off to a big start and winning 3-0 um, at Brighton, and I am excited for this game, and I really just hope. I want to see a goal from Timo Werner, definitely, and I think he will be scoring a double um, against Brighton on Monday. Uh, I guess that leaves me to wrap it up. But first, I just want to say, Josh, the last five games that each team has played are really irrelevant. It's a new season, new slate, no matter what happened. <laughs> now, the last five games of this season are nothing, 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 and nothing. And that's why we need to come out strong today, and I think we will. I think we'll win 3-1, and I would like to say we'll keep a clean sheet, but I have no trust in our defense, so can't really see that happening. All right, so that has been all for today's episode of Talking Blues. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod um, and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts if you are listening from there. Um, that has been all, and thank you for listening to Talking Blues, and we're going to see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. 
And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.